Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Blog Talk Radio. Sugarberry. 
I've never had a sugar berry, unfortunately. So I'm I'm relying on pictures, and that's really difficult. Yeah. Because there's only so much you can get in the way of accuracy when you're relying on photos. Like I'm just guessing, really. <laughs> You know, yeah. you know I, I feel I feel like Lincoln in uh, <laughs> Robin Hood Men in Tights. Lincoln, what are you doing up there? I'm guessing. <laughs> I guess it's coming. Yeah. Except it's I'm guessing. I'm guessing this is where the strawberries go. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately with using photographs you you're you're relying on other people's perspective. So and yeah, it's it's definitely I never should have agreed to do this, but I know how depressing it is when you join a swap and you know, you work really hard to make someone a pony, and then your partner flakes out. Yeah. And you get stuck with nothing. So that's why. But I should have just done, like, a single strawberry or something. Like, I shouldn't have. I should not have agreed to do an actual, like, sugar berry custom. Because well, I sadly do not have Sugarberry. I have very few twice as fancy ponies. And unfortunately, there's not very many on eBay for sale right now either. Well, and even when there are, a lot of them are in horrible shape. They're yellowed, their hair is dry and frizzy. I mean, I can fix the hair, but the yellow, there's not much you can do about yellow on a white pony. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's it's really hard to find one that's not going to be a major fixer-upper, and I don't really have time for a fixer-upper. And a fixer-upper would probably not help me as much as one that's in good shape anyway. Yeah, because then you'd need a photo to figure out how to fix the fixer-upper. Yeah. Exactly. And you'd be just in the same situation you're in now. And even using the fixer-upper to go ahead and figure out the design can be difficult. But I'm sure if the person knows that you hand-created it, I'm sure they're going to understand well, I certainly hope so, because I have to say that it has, it's been rather defeating trying to do custom ponies for people out of the goodness of my heart recently. Yeah. There's a lot of people that even when you're doing something nice for them, they're like, but it's not like how I would have wanted it if I had commissioned it. 
And, of course, if you point out, well, you didn't commission it, sweetie. Yeah. Then they get pissed. <laughs> I'm going to make a pot of tea. Summer, <laughs> how are you doing? Do you have a new SIM card? Yes, Um, I finally got my new SIM card. Woohoo! Hooray! <laughs> that was quite a harrowing experience. Um, because the first time after I called, they didn't ship it to me. And then the second time after I called, they shipped me the wrong SIM card. Jeez. <laughs> they shipped me a card that it runs on AT&T towers. But the problem is my phone only runs on the Net10 service. So that card did me no good. Yeah. But the good news is is that they sent me the card I have now in record time. So it's working now. That's the important thing. Woohoo! Yes, yay! Yay! Finally, yay! Pandora, has anything exciting happened to you over the last couple weeks? Well, there was this person who kept teasing me on Skype. Do we know anybody that would do that? Oh, certainly not. That seems so out of character. (laughs) She kept teasing me with this flutter pony that was being recreated. And then last week, I think it was Monday, I received a mysterious package from Oregon. Well, and Oregon is house of mystery. <laughs> yes, and it did bout out from mystery. Opened it up to find I am now the proud owner of my own Nikki Sukinoko custom. Oh. Yeah, she is. What was she beforehand? I forgot who you said she was before. She was Princess uh, Rose Dust. And she had... Her hair was ruined. And she had, like, pink highlighter all over her. And she was in a bad way. Yes. So she turned her orange. And she started... Putting on, let me go grab her. Ah. She's in a very grabbable place. Excellent. She is sitting with my G2s. Jealous of her. <laughs> let me just say, they're all jealous. And on one foot, she has it looks like um looks like foxglove 
Yes, it is indeed foxglove. Ooh, I Ooh. need to Rising out of some grass and butterflies, and it is a twice as fancy. She even has a butterfly right in between her eyes. And she has little antennas. And she even has wings that are removable. But we don't have to worry about them breaking. <laughs> and she has powder, powder puff hair that is tied back with black ribbon. So she kind of resembles, her hair kind of resembles Marie Antoinette's. And she has rhinestones on her wings. And as I said, I was teased with her. Actually, I Skyped with um, Nishi when I was in the hospital. And she teased me with her. (laughs) In the nicest possible way. Yes, it was a very nice way because it made me smile. Mm-hmm. You know, during a very, very horrific. And I am now her proud owner, and I'm still trying to quite. I'm trying to perfect her name before I post her on Facebook because I want to have that perfect name for her. And I might just be on something. I'm debating on Marie Butterfly Toinette. Oh, that sounds cute. So. But, yeah, she, she, that was a very big surprise. And even Pony Puppy got a surprise. He got a new hedgehog friend. Who is currently sitting on? He's laying on his bed in in his in the dining room. Aww. For for several days, he actually laid on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was to keep him warm. He must have well, been very cold. The best way to make something smell like you is to lay on it and then sweat on it. Yes. So now he has pulled him out of the little hole and he's got him laying on the side of the pillow. But I've also got to post this picture because uh, the first day I gave it to him, I put it on the pillow right next to his head. And he didn't move. He didn't push it off. He just kind of looked up, kind of like, okay, what is this? What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And kind of accepted his new friend in his own way. Uh So he has been very much welcomed into the household. And let's see, is is Samantha in the chat room? Hmm. 
I wonder if Samantha will be joining us tonight. Because I even got a package from Samantha. Oh. Yep. And she made me a Sailor Moon card. And she sent the pony puppy. um, She did send the pony puppy snacks. But she just sent a package of them instead of handling them herself. And she sent, have you guys ever seen, you know, the commercial for the one treat where the box, the container is actually part of the treat? Um, no. You put it on this little snout thing, you push it down, and it pops up the treat. Oh, yeah, the um, the big and strips thing, the popables or whatever. That's what it is. And let's just say he loved them. Aww. I gave him two because he likes bagging strips. And I opened a package and I was like, this kind of smells like bagging strips. So he might like these because he's also very picky. He doesn't like other people handling his snacks unless I give them to him, unless he smells me on them. And he also is very picky about his snacks. I gave him these things. I have, I swear, hand to God, I have never heard this sound come out of his mouth. <laughs> he did this. <laughs> I was like, dude, really? <laughs> wow, you don't even you don't even do this with people food. <laughs> <laughs> so those were very well received. And I received um, a pony. I don't exactly know which one it is. It is a G4. It's pink, and it has little flowers on them, little flowers on her. They have smiley faces in them. Uh, Cheerily. Thank you. So I received well, those get- in my- did you get anything else? What else did I get? No, don't. I know I got a picture from Pony Baby. <laughs> That's right. You did get a picture from Pony Baby. Yes, Pony Baby sent me a picture. Aww. She's been very artistic recently. <laughs> and and I guess the picture picture was a butterfly and I think I'm correct. I don't know. She wouldn't tell me. <laughs> it's open to oh, interpretation. Yes. Oh. And I did get some nail pet cards. Which it was quite fun to know that somebody else knew I, I like nail pets. Uh, Marie Butterfly Twinna actually came in this pink bag, which is all nice and shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, Mom actually went out on, um, I think it was 
Friday, she went shopping, and she went to Walmart, and she actually picked me up a couple of ponies. Oh. I got Rarity, and I don't know what the other one is, because it's these packages... And they don't have the pony names on them. Have you guys seen these? Yeah, a lot of the G4 um, ponies, they seem to be phasing out, putting names on them for some weird reason. Because they have like five different languages on the packaging. Yeah. Well, this one is just um, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. That's the only thing that's on the... It's on the package, and it's a plastic package. Well, perhaps you're expected to watch the show to know who the character is. Well, I hope one of you will know which character this one is. She's seafoam green. She's a, a unicorn, and she has a harp on her. Lyra. Lyra Heartstrings. There we go. So I got her. And that was actually a nice treat my mother got me. <laughs> Lyra Heartstrings is a fan favorite, and normally she is paired up with Bon Bon as a sort of a, a, a lesbian couple, I think. Ah. Is. Internet. What do they call it? Shipping? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I'm told is part for relationship or something. Because <laughs> people, have, I guess, aren't aren't supposed to use real words anymore. So instead of saying that they're in a relationship, you're, they're, they're shipping. And then um, if, if you release someone's personal information... Like personal documents, they call it doxing. So, ah. I, I don't know. Um, I guess we don't use words anymore. No. So I was thinking about learning German because they still seem to have a language. Yeah, they do. <laughs> For the most part, yes. So, um... Before we continue, I want to say hello to Dr. Bristol in our chat room. And Samantha has joined us. Hi, guys. By the way, Samantha, I've already said this, but I do want to repeat it. Um, Pony Puppy loves the snack she picked out. The sound he made the first time I gave them to him, which is something I've never heard him make before, and... You know, that's even with people food, is he went as he was taking them out of my hand and eating them. (laughs) So I have to say, perfect choice on Pony Puppy's treats. But that's all my pony news. Um... Did you get any other packages at all? Mm, oh. 
because you should have gotten another package from somewhere on the East Coast. Mm, not yet. Okay, well, <laughs> if it doesn't show up soon, I may have to have a talk with a certain person. Uh-oh. Well, maybe maybe it'll show <laughs> Okay. But that's all my pony news. Um, health news. I have some great news. Um, the weakness in my legs. The weakness in my legs is gone. Yay! So I'm able to walk around the house with just the cane during the day. Um... My knee, for obvious reasons, is back to being very sensitive. So the more I walk, the more something rubs up against it. It is getting weak, so once that happens, I do have to go back on the walker for the rest of the evening. But, yeah, pretty much I'm I'm walking around more with the cane, so I'm able to do more things for myself. Um, Mom and I have decided that probably next week she'll go back to work and leave me home by myself. We'll probably try it out, you know, Monday and then see what happens. She may have to go back, you know, a little bit on a part-time basis at first, but we don't know. Um, I am a little upset today. We are having very excellent weather here in Chicago. It was it was 73 degrees today. Oh. Yesterday it was about 65. I went outside yesterday for about a half hour. I got to sit out in my yard. It was a little too chilly to sit out there for more than half an hour, so eventually I just had to or in the house because that was too cold. And I had planned on going out today and sitting outside for an hour because it was going to be so nice. I had it all planned out. Um, My physical therapist all of a sudden came up with, she wanted to see me today instead of my normal Tuesday, Thursday. Hmm. Which I thought about it, and it's like, I really want to go outside, and I can't do physical therapy and go outside. So I contacted her at about 5 o'clock, which was about an hour after I said okay. Had it all planned out. I was going to go to bed early because I needed a lot more sleep because of all the medication in order to function. So I need to make sure I get eight, at least eight hours worth of sleep. She <laughs> did not text. She waited until 9.30 last night to text message me back hmm. about calling in the morning and talking about talking this old, which and at 9.30 at night, A, I was just about to turn everything off and go to sleep. So that riled me up. I text messaged her back, and it was like, what is there to talk about? We originally agreed Tuesdays and Thursdays. You knew that Mondays were not a good day for me. 
I text messaged you within an hour. So I text messaged her really early in the in the evening. You know, I understand it was Sunday, but you know what? Twenty four seven. If a patient contacts you, you need to contact them back right away. And so I ended up waiting until twelve thirty, which is my normal bedtime. No text message back. I just get comfortable and ten forty five is when another text message came through. Man. So it completely ruined my sleep. I ended up waking up at my normal time today. And because I didn't want to, you know, just take off early today and make it up on another day because then that's either more more time I got to work on another day or if there's overtime, there's possibility of by the time I make up my time, I'm not going to want to do any overtime. So instead of working seven hours, getting to go outside and sit outside and only having one hour left to work, I had to work the entire day away. Uh. I told my mother, I felt like I was 10 years old and I was and I was grounded. <laughs> I don't know, it just seems really unprofessional for her to have contacted you that late at night anyway. Yeah. Especially when you contacted at a very reasonable, normal office hours time, you know? Yeah. Most people aren't awake when she contacted you. I mean, I am, but I'm a crazy I normally am, but, like, I was trying to do something so that, you know, because tomorrow it's going to go back down to into the 40s again. And the highest we're going to get up to is about 53 at the end of the week. And I told my mother, yeah, I understand there's going to be plenty of days where it's going to be 70 degrees, but this is the first day it's been 70 degrees in a long time that I can go outside and sit outside and not have it being going outside to go to a doctor's appointment, a physical well, therapy yeah. appointment. Yeah. Well, and, and even even if it hadn't been that particular instance, you guys have been having a lot of really cold, icy, kind of dreary weather. Yeah, it's important. It's important to use the good days while you have them. Yeah. I granted, yeah, I got to go outside yesterday for a half hour, but it was really too chilly, really, to be outside. My mother opened up the windows, and it's like every single time I was by a window, I was like at the window looking out. Although I do have to say, in Oregon, when it gets to be about over 60, people start wearing shorts and flip-flops and T-shirts, and they will be outside all day. We're oh, that's here. We're having a heat wave, tropical heat wave. 
So, I which really, I mean, I really, I, and I know she's probably going to ask me, well, did you enjoy yesterday's weather? And I am going to go off on her and tell her, no, I couldn't enjoy yesterday's weather because you screwed up my being able to sleep by waiting until 9.30 last night to contact me back. You know, I don't want to make days up, don't have to. Well, and again, it's just, it was very unprofessional of her to contact you, first of all, to contact you after 9 p.m. Yeah. Because, especially especially when... Especially when you contacted her at 5. Yeah. That was more than four hours before she got back to you. And then you got back to her right away and said, uh, no, we agreed on Tuesday and Thursday. Monday's not a good day. You know that. And she didn't get back to you again for another three hours. Middle of the night when most people have long since gone to bed. I mean, and I had waited up because I knew she was going to text message me back. It's just, it's very unprofessional. Yeah. And it's this kind of, is the same. Much as physical therapists charge, they are not cheap, even if you have insurance. Yeah. And this is the same woman who told me that her company doesn't like her contacting her patients after 7 o'clock at night. Then why did she text you at midnight? Basically, yeah. Because it was like 15 minutes before 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, I think I think um I think you should call her company and complain. You know, Mom and I were talking about it today, and it's like, you know, I understand she gets new patients. But, you know, patients, when they say they need it to be at a specific time, that takes priority. Well, and it's it's like when you're customizing a pony. If you're already in the middle of working on ten ponies, you and and you're, you know, you have a schedule and you have a time frame and you're working on ten ponies, and all of a sudden you decide to take on more, you don't get to push back the original ponies that you had already agreed to simply because someone else. Comes you and their pony sounds like more fun. Yeah. You know, it's it's professionalism. You, you have to honor your obligations. And great, I'm glad she's getting new patients and stuff all the time. But that is no excuse to be unprofessional with the patients you already have. Yeah. 
because that was the one thing my uh, pain management doctor had said. You know, the weather is getting better. You can then go outside and not have to worry. Well, I am not going to go outside when it's 40, 50 degrees because I can get sick. You know, I do have to be careful because, you know, I'm not as exposed to people right now. So, yeah, I could get sick a lot easier because my immune system is used to only me and mom. Yeah. I I would call her company and file a complaint. Yeah. Because you might be thinking that since you're a younger person that you're not going to complain the way an older person would. And I think and that is it. I mean, but here here's another thing. I'm a younger person. I have a job. And I work things around my job. Last week, um, I did have to cancel my Thursday appointment because work came up with, you know, they wanted to train me for something. As soon as I knew about it, I contacted her and asked her, can we maybe, like, move the appointment back during the day a little bit or maybe even move it to Friday? But then she's saying Friday at like 9 a.m. Well, because my sleep is so awkward and off, I'm getting up anywhere between 8 and 9 o'clock in the morning. And I am not going to be very receptive to doing something that early in the morning, especially when I have to go and work right after that. Yeah, I I mean, she just doesn't understand your scheduling needs. Yeah. I like to be... With older people who are retired and who get up at like 5 a.m., my grandma does that. Unless she has some place that she's really excited about going... Then she gets up at 2 a.m. Oh, dear. See, yeah. I used to get up. I like, was getting up at <laughs> See, I was getting up at like 7, 6.30 in the morning. But now with all the additional meds, it's really hard. Well, I imagine so. And that was what I was going to do today, and... You know, I wasn't going to bed any earlier before. I was going to bed about 10, between anywhere between 10.30 and 11 o'clock. And I was getting up at 6.30 in the morning and working 10-hour days without blinking. Going to bed at 10, 11 o'clock at night, I'm lucky if I'm getting up by 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> Well, you're pumped full of meds right now, and that's kind of messing everything up. Yeah. Really be expected to function on full cylinders with all that stuff in your system. Exactly. 
So, and then yeah, went after him. So, and I, you know, I understand there are there are other patients that you know might want you know a later appointment. You know, I am one of them because you know, the later the appointment, that means less time I have left to work. Because I do get very tired after after physical therapy, and it's not like we're doing all of that much. Well, and you know, it yeah, it's just so. she she clearly is doesn't isn't respecting your time, doesn't respect your scheduling needs, or the fact that you have a job that you are doing. While you're recuperating, it's not like you're on medical leave and you're just sitting around eating truffles and watching soap operas. <laughs> Even though I'd love to be doing that. <laughs> we forgot. I tried to watch a pseudo grown-up show today and Melody screamed like I was beating her until I put on Care Bears. She's a tyrant. I have raised a tyrant. Oh, oh gracious. That's why you pull out the laptop and you have grown-up show on the laptop and Care Bears on the TV. <laughs> no, that doesn't work because she thinks the laptop will have baby signing time on it. Oh, dear. <laughs> because we watch baby signing time on the laptop. That was your problem. <laughs> well, she's very jealous of the laptop anyway. She can be sitting down watching her show completely ignoring me until she realizes I have the laptop open. Oh, dear. <laughs> and then she's, like, in my lap, trying to nurse and take off the laptop, covering on the laptop. It's covered in blue crayons. Oh, dear. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. Come here. Hey. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> no, Mom, it's going to be difficult. And here I was going to ask him how, what it was like outside today. <laughs> so... I'm just, I'm still, I, I'm distressed that one of your packages hasn't arrived. Well, it's okay. It ever- gives me something to be excited about. Because it should be there. Because it's ironic, the package that hasn't arrived was the first one to be sent out. Hmm. The last yes. one to be sent out arrived first. <laughs> well, who knows how the postal service works anymore. Exactly, especially mine. I truly believe that they're basically ignoring packages that are sent um like first class or parcel. 
and only really paying attention to the ones that are sent um, priority or higher. Right. That is a possibility. Pay more attention to the more expensive packages. Well, well then I'll use those since the other ones won't be frozen. Eventually people notice the pattern and then they just start sending everything priority because they know the priority ones get there. And then the Postal Service makes more money. Yep. I agree upon that. I mean, ha- look what happened. The trending pattern. Yeah. I mean, look at what happened to the packages I sent you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. One got eaten. Yeah, I don't know what happened to my envelope. One they wanted more money on. All right, that one. Which, again, I apologize. Well, it's it's just funny. You would think that the U.S. Postal Service would have a uniform sort of set of standards. But it seems to be different office to post office. Yeah, and you would think that they would look at the package and say, oh, look at this. This one's puffy. I don't think I'll put it through the machine to have it get eaten. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really very strange. Because, unfortunately, um... Summer Blades got eaten, and she didn't get what I sent her. Yeah, I got half an envelope with nothing in it, and then they they put it in a um in an envelope from the post office that said, "We're very sorry your mail was damaged, but we're giving it to you anyway." Here's half the envelope with nothing in it, <laughs> and I kind of didn't understand why they even bothered to deliver it to me instead of just sending me a letter saying your mail was damaged and there was nothing left. We're sorry. Yeah. What should have been in it just out of curiosity? Um, It was the Valentines. It was Hello Kitty Valentines with pencils attached. Uh, oh, those are cute. I've seen them before. So I'll have to send you another set. Because <laughs> trust me, I've got plenty. Okay. Because um, I bought them off of um, Amazon, and the one thing I didn't realize I was buying four packages of the same Valentine thing <laughs> for the price of one. Well, at least well, you got a good deal. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got a good deal, and I got Valentine's enough for the next several years. <laughs> well, there you go. Then you're set. <laughs> so, and they were really cute, too. 
so I'll have to redo them and I'll, I'll I'll get them sent out eventually. So, but oh, oh, okay. Thank you. Um, probably not yet because I'm still working on that. Yeah. What is it about painting with a primary color where it takes like a bajillion more coats of a primary color to get a, a solid coat than it does of a, a secondary or tertiary color? Oh hmm. no, especially yellow. What is that? You know, yellow, red, blue, I have the same problem with all of them. It doesn't matter what color red or what color blue or what color yellow, it takes a million coats. Like just a, a whole bottle, one tiny little area. Maybe because um, you've got to figure primary colors are the colors on the spectrum that create other colors. So it's only got one pigment in it as opposed to like the secondaries which have two? Yeah. But you think at least red would would hold better because it's one of the hardest colors to disperse? Oh, oh. you're telling me. I don't know. You're talking to a person who had to take and use four coats of white to turn a room that was dusty rose flat, paint dusty rose white. (laughs) Four coats. (laughs) Wow. And after every coat, we kept going, please stay white. (laughs) And then you wake up the next morning pink again. Yep. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody, Pony Baby's home. (laughs) Oh, hi, Pony Baby. Hi, Hi, Pony Pony Baby. What was it like outside, huh? Was it nice? It's nice. It's very nice outside. Was it very nice outside? I don't know. I'm not serious. Was it? Very good. 63 Fahrenheit. It's 63 degrees. It's nice. Ooh. Well, see, it was 65 degrees here yesterday, and it was too cold for me. (laughs) Yeah, see, like I said, that's that tropical heat wave I was telling you about. And unfortunately, um, tonight the the winds are shifting again, and they're going to be coming down from the north, which is just going to cool us right back off again. 
which I can already feel feel it. What what is the temperature? What is the temperature right now? Okay, mommy, mommy will come and sit down. I had a cool one. Oh, my goodness! Yep. There you go. Mine's a sandrock shape. They don't like those, so I got you chocolate. <laughs> My husband got me a chocolate shake from McDonald's. Oh, you are so lucky. And the baby's going to steal it from me. (laughs) You can't tell. It's got cherry on top. I I can tell. I can see it. Have you ever tried to watch a toddler try to drink a, a McDonald's milkshake out through a straw? Because <laughs> I'm watching that right now, and it's hilarious. <laughs> I can just imagine. hate this news report on weather.com when it says winter is returning. No. That's exactly how I feel, Tony, baby. Me three. Can you put the cotton where it can shake? Netflix. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, they kept it on. <laughs> uh, but they ending you It has till March 19th. Yeah, and it, and, and it keeps getting extended. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it'll get extended this time. You do realize that I, this is like a chocolate milk thing. Like, you're not going to be able to nurse, and it's not going to taste like chocolate. <laughs> Just, just so we're clear. break anymore. <laughs> this is all the time. Honey, is this green? Green. So let's see. Fortunately, we don't have anybody paying us to do this, which is probably a good and bad thing at the same time. Yep. You know, I've always said that we should have a PayPal button. No. No. So that people can no. donate to us? They're going to get sick. Oh, that would make things so much easier. Mm-hmm. Because you, you will laugh. They're, my, they went to run the payment for this month, and uh, it's on the same card. I don't understand what happened. They went to run the payment, and for some reason it declined. What? I looked at the card and it's like, really? Why are you declining? I ain't even used you. The only thing you get used for is for this. (laughs) (laughs) But I re-ran it and it went went through, so we're, we're good now. We're kosher again. I am told that we have some people trying to listen to us on their phone. I don't know We have one, and that is Dr. Uh, Bristol. Mm-mm. No, I'm talking about people. We have we, uh, Robin Black, who some people know as a brown crayon. She said she she posted on one of my posts saying that the show was starting. She said, "Is there a way to listen to it from my phone?" Never mind, I got it. I guess I'm I'm guessing I'm hearing CSA, which is Color Stage Art. And I told her, if you're hearing Color Stage Art, you're listening to an older episode. Yeah. But I don't know. She might be listening to us. Maybe. See, I don't see anyone else on the line because the only other way to the only way to listen to us uh, via the phone is to actually call the guest line, and we just don't bring you on. 
and you just sit and listen. Well, then she may be listening to an archived episode. There's no way to listen to an archived episode um, via the phone. But she said, she, well, let me see if I can, because she said she was listening, so I don't Maybe I only see she can't be listening via her phone unless she's doing it through the website and she doesn't have it selected for the right thing. Well, let me send her a message. Because that definitely does not sound correct. Ow. Ow. I will say one other thing. My hip still hurts. <laughs> um. I still have a bad hip. My my shoulder no longer hurts. <laughs> well, that's at least some progress. Yes. I told my mother, if I can just get back to the point of where I was before I had this last procedure, I'll be happy. <laughs> okay. Hello. So Pony Baby has has switched to stealing his shake. He got a shamrock shake. Ah, there we go. So his, and green trumps brown. Because Melody doesn't really identify things as their flavor. He identifies things as their color. Ah. The chocolate tastes like brown. Because <laughs> it's brown. I'm guessing the shamrock shake is probably mint, so mint is green, yep. so his shake tastes like green. <laughs> and it's the color green, so. Mm-hmm. Yep, start it is. You know that pony I made you, Pandora? I had to buy special tools to make that pony. (laughs) I had to buy a heavy duty pair of tin snips to make herring tool skills (laughs) to get that hair in. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Just wool roving. Is the work of the devil. <laughs> it looks like one big long thing, and you think, well, this should be easy, but it's not. It's a bunch of little short things that all stick together. When you try and pull them through, they don't. They, they try and come apart, or they don't want to come through. You try and separate them from the rest to get a little bit to pull through, and it just all falls apart. Oh my gosh. Well, think of it this way. The next time someone tells you they want you to use um, 
powder puff hair. You know to tell them that that'll be a $20 extra charge for, for labor. Darn shooting is all I have to say. <laughs> Darn shooting and boy howdy. Because here's another thing. When she was showing it to me, she would, like, ask me, you know, what kind of what color hair do you think would go with this? You know, what kind of hair do you think would go with this? <laughs> Oh, she was being sneaky. I was. <laughs> it was really that much. I just you think it would it would look better with like regular nylon, or should I do kind of like a perfume puff thing? And then she was like, "Oh, perfume puff. That would look really awesome." And I'm like, "I think so too." <laughs> Should I do yellow because it's got a lot of yellow stones already, or should I do pink for some contrast? (laughs) Yeah, I was designing my own my own custom after the after the paint had been put on there. But but I love butterflies and I like flowers, so that worked. I was basically designing my own uh, custom and not even knowing it. You know, I am really glad that you didn't realize what I was doing. Because I was sitting there like the whole time, and of course you can see my face and everything, Skype, and we're video chatting. In my head, there's like a little panel of people that's like, oh my gosh, you're totally going to see through this. You're giving it away. <laughs> but luckily, we're going, shut up, shut up, shut up. But luckily, but luckily, I had enough medication in my brain that I never realized it. Yeah, thank goodness for small favors. But yeah, I, I love her. She is cute. As I said, she's on my um she's on the G two shelf. And once the walker is put away, I will have a very clear view of her. Right now I have a view. I can see her head through the bars. Because I kind of park the way the way I put it, I tell my mother I park the um, the walker. I don't put it someplace. I park it. <laughs> hey, Brad. Huh? Oh. Sorry, I walked away for a minute to find a brush for a costume. What is this? The reload amount must be greater than the minimum balance. <laughs> that makes no sense. Well, get your shake and come out here. She can have the rest of mine. I'm full. Okay. <laughs> you want to 
from all that crying. <laughs> you got a little nose bubble. Aww. <laughs> oh. Hey, Fred, can you get me a, a tissue? So, So did Fred experience the joys of having his thing taken over by... Yeah, and she wouldn't give it back, and that's what all the screaming was about, is he took it back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, at this point, this is where you tell him, now, next time, get her one of her own, too. (laughs) And it's not child size. You buy the small. (laughs) There you go. No more snot bubble. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? She's smiling, but she's not going to take her mouth off the straw ever again. <laughs> Fred, put your phone down. I'm still on the air. You're going to have to watch her with this. <laughs> You're welcome. So it was good intentions, except for he didn't quite think it through all the way through. Yeah, but that happens to the best of us sometimes, I guess. Yep. <laughs> But at least he got to see what it was like when she grabbed his. <laughs> no, well, he gave it to her. I just... She she took it and she kept it for a while. <laughs> oh, hi. Yes. Oh, I do have some other good news. Oh, what's your other good news? Are we ready to hear about it? Yeah. Yeah. On Tuesday, two hours after the ticket booths opened, I purchased. Yes. My ticket 
to the pony fair. Oh, yay! (laughs) I figure it's in Chicago. I mean, I should be able to drive there. That's awesome. People People might have to take chairs out from behind their booths to make... You know, little rest stops for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that any well-made, any well-done fair should be handicap accessible. <laughs> yeah. And um, me, she actually came up with a great idea. If I'm still on um, either a cane or a crutch. Or even a walker. I, I I am dressing up as Granny Smith. <laughs> oh, that would be cute. <laughs> and that would be, if anybody asks her how she's doing or how she likes the fair, you can grumble. She can go. She can go. <laughs> I should have been in bed five hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Now point me to my room, you young whippersnapper. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, it was really funny because um, I happen to be on Facebook because I do take a couple of Facebook breaks during work because, you know, you can't just completely focus on that or else the brain will just go completely kaboom. And um, Summer commented that the biggest package they had, which was the Cantrelot package, that sold out within like an hour and a half. Oh yeah, the um, yeah, I saw that. That's that's crazy that they <laughs> sold the, the most expensive package first. Yeah. So I got the second one. But it was like, she's like, man, I feel like I'm, and it's it's totally like she is selling tickets for a rock concert. (laughs) No, 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 I don't. So. But, um, Miss Summerblade, will you be attending? Uh, the the one in Chicago? No. Yeah. Um, that's a little to me. I would like to, but um, right now we just it's it's we don't have a vehicle. We don't have uh, the finances for me to fly out. It might be something that I'd have to wait till year or at some point when we have a little bit more money that we could spend on a trip. Because right now, all the extra funds are going towards the car. Ah. I know how you feel. Like, for me, it might be something that I have to wait till like, Melody graduates from college. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, maybe another 16 years, 17 years from now. She has to at least have started college, I guess. 
There you go. Well, gosh darn it. I had all these plans. I was going to, you know, I was going to take you on a little trip to Chicago. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, that would have been fun if we had all ended up going. It's not my fault that airfare is so expensive. I think it's crazy. Airfare isn't, air, you know, air travel isn't exactly a new thing anymore, and it actually hasn't even been really updated in the last fifty years. Yeah. But we still charge like it's the most amazing thing. Get in the in the big steel bird and fly across the, you know. The continent through the sky. Yep. It's an airplane. <laughs> yep. Well, we've got to cover the rising cost of fuel, the labor unions for the flight attendants and the pilots and the so on and the so forth. And there's just... The pilots and flight attendants have a union? Yep. I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> Actually, yeah, they do. That's why they go. That's why they can go on strike the way they do. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. Retail people need a union. <laughs> Some of them do have unions. Yes. Yeah, but they're not a real unified union. Fortunately, like the grocery unions and stuff aren't really as affected because they're all disjointed. They're like the Safeway Workers Union or the Fred Meyer Workers. You know, they're 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 not really a huge force to be reckoned with. Well, there is one union that is a food um that is a grocery union in Chicago. And they are a big force. Um Delray Foods. Um, they actually ended up going out of business mm. because of the unions. Yeah, see, unfortunately in Oregon, yeah, the, the grocery unions here are kind of a joke. And it's a shame because, yep. I mean, truthfully, unions are a huge part of what has made America successful. And mm-hmm. they're people are slowly kind of buying into the rhetoric that, oh, we don't need unions anymore. They just yeah. they, they just want and that's not Money goes towards paying for the lawyers to fight for you, and and yeah. the, you know that that people don't realize. And yeah, it's that that money does go towards something to help. You know, because um, my uncle has to deal with um, unions. Because of the um, truck drivers where he works. Okay. And that's also the food union. Okay. They have lawyers, they have negotiators. 
okay? And it's not like these lawyers and negotiators are only coming out like once or twice or once a year. And he has to deal with these guys every single month, have meetings with these guys every single month.
Well, look at me and Fred's former roommate. He worked for his for a company for 15 years. He was always on time. If they needed him to switch a schedule or switch a shift, even if it was one he would normally be asleep during, he would do it. He almost never called in sick. He didn't. He didn't ever really ask for raises. He didn't demand too much. And once he inevitably a certain pay scale just for being there that long, they fired him and hired someone who would work for a fraction of what he was making. And probably didn't know their butt from a hole in the ground. Chicago actually houses um, a lot of headquarters for a lot of unions. Uh, the Bakers Union, for example, is housed in Illinois. Actually, it's housed in Stickney, Illinois. And you know, that's a funny thing. I don't think most people realize, like, that Illinois is such a big part of of unions and labor and 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 that sort of thing. I don't think people really talk about Illinois very much. Mm-hmm. And no, there, we have there's a lot of history that's both past and present that happens in Illinois. Yep. And we have the Baker's Union. I know we have um, the Trucker's Union. Um built uh bricklayers union. And these are just the ones I remember off the top of my head from when I was working um actually doing billing because that's where your bills went. If you were in the union, yeah, you have Blue Cross Blue Shield, but your bills actually went to the union. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
you can have United Healthcare, but your bill went to the union, and the union dealt with it. And that's another thing, you know. Your union dues are paying for that. Your your union dues are paying for the union to go ahead and deal with the insurance company. You know, your bill doesn't get paid. You call it the union. You don't call the insurance company. You call the union, and the union in turn calls up the insurance company and just starts yelling and screaming and hollering and whatever. And two seconds later, it's paid. <laughs> well, typically, people don't. Unless people have actually a union, they don't realize how much a union actually does. Yeah. You know, it's and like um. Yeah, it's like with the um. The one thing I have my credential, my coding credentials from. Everyone keeps yelling and screaming about, oh my god, $125 a year for what? Um, do you actually look to see what benefits you actually get with your thing? You get discount cards for stuff. Um, there's a discount, they have two discount subscription card things. And who's doing dishes? Me, sorry. <laughs> I tried turning the phone off speaker to uh, minimize the sound, but I guess it didn't work. No, I was just trying to figure out who was doing dishes. But um, it's like, first of all, you get all these discount cards for, like, you know, health clubs, prescription. Um, and then there's the people who are behind the scenes, you know, working. Okay, and I've had to deal with them because I've had to deal with them as just a regular member and as running a chapter out of the association. Okay, it's like, yeah, yeah, one hundred and twenty-five dollars to you might seem like a lot, but in the long run, it's a drop in the pot. Yeah. And also, I stand I mean, there and look at him and, and tell him, look, it's $125 you can write off on your taxes if you aren't that much of a bumbling dip stick. <laughs> so, well, yeah, boys. Unions are important. My dad, um, he was a roofer for. 40 years. And he yep, was the part of the, the Rippers Union. Yep. And when he got injured, you know, a lot of companies, when he had to get um, his rotator cuff and stuff surgically worked on, a lot of companies would have either let him go or just would have said, call us when you can work again. Yep. But the union said, no, you need to find this guy something that he can do while he's healing up. Yep. He's, you know, a senior, you know, he, he's he's tenured, he's licensed, he's been with you forever. He's a foreman. Put him yep. in a supervisor role, if nothing else. So Dad was able to work 
while injured and still bring in money. And that's because of the union. The union stood up yep. for it. Um, here's another one. Uh, one thing that a lot of people don't know. Uh, the railroads. The railroad union. Okay. They actually have their own ver- their own thing in Medicare. Yeah, I actually have a friend that used to work for the railroads um, up here in Pennsylvania, and he was telling me about all the benefits that he got through their uh, their union. Yep. And one of the things is you get your own version of Medicare. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's just um, I, I think if people realize how much they benefit from being part of a union, but, I mean, all these businesses, though, these big corporations and holding companies hire people to go in and during your training, whether it be training like as a new hire or training for management, they have those people in there telling you, oh, you better watch out for the union because they'll come in and trick you into signing up, and you don't want to do that because they'll take your money. Yep. And people buy into it. And it's uh, it's kind of sad that people don't realize that their employer does not have their best interest Mm-mm. at heart when they're saying this stuff, you know? Because if you're yeah. doing a union, you aren't just like a lone employee that they can kick around. If they start saying things like, well, you should consider yourself lucky that you even have a job. Or if they try to tell you that you're not allowed to talk about how much you get paid, and you tell the union that they told you that, the union will inform you that it's illegal for them to prohibit you from talking about how much you get paid, even to suggest it. Yeah. Even though it is kind of, it is kind of a thing you really shouldn't because, you know, then you, unfortunately you're going to get the people whom don't have as much experience as you. Well, but you at know, the same time, though, Like, I worked for, when I got licensed as an optician, and I got a job as an optician, they were like, oh, don't talk about how much you make, don't talk about how much you make. And I talked, I ignored that, and I talked to the guy I was working with, and I'm like, so are you licensed? And he's like, no, this is like my first job. He was making $2 more an hour than me. And I was licensed nationally licensed, and had a 1,000 hours of training under my belt. Okay, yeah, and then in that case, yeah, that, then there's a problem. And that is why you are supposed to be allowed to talk about how much you're making because if you're not allowed to talk about how much you're making, 
you're not going to be able to uncover cases of discrimination or unfair business practices. Yeah. But unfortunately, see, in my industry, the big problem here is people who who do get credentialed, okay, and they just get credentialed, like, tomorrow, okay, they want to get paid what somebody who's been working in the industry for 10-plus years. That's the one problem with with my industry. Well, it's not really a problem because you just say, well, you can't make that much because that person is also credentialed and they have 10 more years of experience than you. When you work here for 10 years, you can absolutely make as much money as them. You know, but it shouldn't be as... But unfortunately with us, unfortunately, if you listen to a lot of these TV ads for, you know, the schools... They're quoting how much you can be making if you have X amount of years under your belt. And they're saying you can make that right away. Well, but that's not... If somebody, you know, falls for that, that's a shame. But if just because someone gives them bad information does not mean you have to make it good information. Well, see, I always turn around and I look at them, I look them dead straight in the eye, and I'm like, oh, excuse me, sorry. If you think that that's what you you deserve, go right ahead and try for it. You know, if you can find some place that will pay you that much, great. Don't be sitting there well, yeah. going, um, I I want this much per hour because um, yeah, you're gonna be you're you're gonna be looking at unemployment for a while. Well, yeah, but I mean that's their choice. You still <laughs> people still need to be able to talk about how much they're making so that employers can't get away with discriminatory practices. Right. Yes, it means that there are gonna the whiny bitchy people of the world will whine and bitch because they feel entitled, but that's inevitable. They're gonna do that anyway. Yeah, because I've had a couple of people whine and you know I I, I want to be making this much per hour. Okay, great. In about ten years, you will be. Unfortunately. There's, unfortunately, especially in in my state, there's a lot of places that want to pay what you should be getting when you are coming out of school and you have 10 years' worth of experience. Well, yeah, there's, I mean, unfortunately, again, that's where unions are handy because a union won't let them do that to you. Yeah. If you have 10 years of experience and you're licensed and bonded and, you know, and part of their union, they will be like, no, you will pay this person this much because this is how much this person needs to be paid based on our pay scale, based on our union, or we will strike. <laughs> yeah. 
know, so, I mean, yeah, unions. I love unions. I'm all about unions. How did we get on this topic? I don't even um, know anymore. I'm not completely sure. <laughs> we buddy trails so far in that we can't find the way out. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's usually what happens anyway. Well, I'm pretty good at keeping track of our bunny trail. Uh, this is this is rare that I can't find my way back. I have this funny have... feeling. I have this funny feeling. I'm just going to have to rename this show. <laughs> yeah, this is going to have to be another random thought show. Yeah. What was it supposed to be? I don't even know. <laughs> was it supposed to be a merchandise show? Yeah. Well, I don't think it's a merchandise show. We got 15 minutes. (laughs) Okay, this time I'm putting in here, yes, again, we got off topic and couldn't find our way back. Well, and we've been gone for a while, so, you know. Yeah. Got to ease our way back in into the conversation. Yeah. yeah, last week, as I said last week, um, for me especially, um, and it's only in the spring. You know, when we do the time change in the fall, I'm perfectly fine with it because I get an extra hour worth of sleep. <laughs> If I don't spend it up watching TV. <laughs> In that case, I, I extra hate, hours. <laughs> I hate this spring forward thing because we finally got Melody waking up at 8.30 a.m. And then spring forward happens. And now 8.30 has become 9.30. And it has totally yep. ruined, once again, our ability to get things done at a reasonable hour in the morning. You know, it's just, I want to start a petition on whitehouse.gov that says just get rid of daylight savings time. It's stupid. Well, oh, you know, we're the only country still doing it, I think. Well, no, actually, still they're the ones well, who came the, up with it. The, re- the reason for it is was because of kids and farming. No, it's that's wrong. I just watched really? the thing on it. Kaiser Wilhelm came up with the idea as a means of saving uh, fuel during winter, during the the months, the different months, and other countries adopted it. And somehow someone came up with this rumor that it had to do with farming, but no farmer ever has said, oh, yeah, we totally benefit from this. The cows totally understand the concept of linear time and time yeah. changes. Well, you know, it's, it, has well, nothing to do with kids. it has nothing to do with farming. It was simply a means of saving fuel during World War One. 
And even the Germans don't like it anymore. And they've done studies on the effects of daylight savings time, and more people get in more car accidents and are more likely to screw up important tasks at work the week following daylight savings. Yep. Because people are tired and they've lost an hour of time. They've lost an hour of sleep, yep. and that affects your judgment and your ability to get shit done. Yeah, even even though they did change it, because remember, it originally was, it would happen Sunday and the Monday. Then they changed it to Saturday and the Sunday. It still don't matter. Yeah. You well, are still body with just the time change. Yeah, it's it's unfortunately a useless thing that doesn't really apply anymore. We're not burning coal, coal to heat our homes anymore. You know, we're uh, the way we we use fuel while still wasteful is different than it was back then. And I don't know that it actually even helped very much at the time it was instituted. Probably not. Yes. Yeah. So it's an idea that we got from the Germans, and it's not working, and I think we need to give it back. Yeah, and they even changed it. They made it earlier in the year because it used to be it started in April and ended in October. Yeah, it was, I remember when they changed it. It was within the last 10 years that they changed it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's uh, it's just a strange thing, but it's totally ruined our sleep schedule because all that work I did trying to get Melody up at 8.30, and now they turned 8.30 into 9.30. Yep. Yep. You know, and it's just, it's, as a parent, I want to slap a politician for that. The fact that they want to go on this long, I feel like I need to slap a politician. Like, a random one. Like, if I'm at a random politician, even when I like, just walking down the road, I would just have to slap them and be like, that's for daylight savings time, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> Make daylight savings that. <laughs> there you go. Well, see, if if we lived in Hawaii, we would never have to worry about daylight savings time. Oh, you know what else I learned this week regarding our country and 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 being American and stuff from the few grown-up shows I've been allowed to watch. <laughs> Is this the U.S. territories like Guam and Puerto Rico and Palau and, and stuff like that? None of them have voting rights in our election of the president. Yeah, because they're essentially colonies. Yeah. They're, and and poor, 
poor uh, you American Samoa, they don't even get to call themselves citizens. They're U.S. nationals, but they're not allowed to be citizens. You've got, also and got yet, to figure it depends upon the country. No, no, you don't understand. They're part of our country. We hold their land. We have naval bases and military bases on their islands. Most of but, their there are more citizens of like Guam and Puerto Rico and Samoa that are part of the U.S. military than the whole rest of the continental United States. There is a larger percentage, and. They have a better voter turnout when they do straw box votes. They, they're they only allowed one representative in the House, and he doesn't have voting rights either. He just gets to go in and say, the people of Guam would really like it if you did this, and they're like, that's, that's nice, we'll, we'll think about it. It's, it's something that really needs to be changed. It just it sounds really bad. It makes us look really terrible as a nation. The most American, the people who act the most American in this country do not get to vote for our president. Some of them don't even get to call themselves citizens. They don't get represented, but they're taxed. You don't ever hear about the Tea Party Republicans going on about how we're taxing without representing Guam or or Samoa or Palau. You'd think if they were going to complain about something, that would be it. Because that was the whole reason for the first Tea Party in the first place. Taxation without representation. Uh, I suppose it's good that I just get to watch Care Bears and Ponies and Equestria Girls all the time. (laughs) Because I, I'm actually really offended that our nation it has has hasn't taken care of this issue. I I I am not from any of those island cultures, but it bothers me on a on a deeply fundamentally American level that that that's occurring. But colonies or protectorates for so long, we just might as well make them states. And then that would just benefit everybody because then they would get voting rights. Uh, They would help bolster a lot of the economy. They could be taxed for all the same things that the other states are taxed for. And it might help generate um, more money for the federal government. Take care of some of the other problems, hopefully. But think about it. They may not want that. They do. They do want representation. They do want to be part, to to, to, to not just be, they're part of the United States, but they don't get treated like they're part. So they are actually, I think, taxed. We take their land. We demand that they follow our laws like any other citizen would have to but they have no voice. Wouldn't you want a voice? If you were living someplace and you were contributing, you know, if if if, if you had a son and he w- he joined the, the U.S. military, 
shouldn't he have a voice? Shouldn't you have a voice? It just, I was floored that, that like, because I knew that these these islands were part of the United States, that they were territories, but I had no idea that we were denying them basic unalienable rights of, of being part of the United States. So, yes, let's give them statehood. Actually, American Somalia is an independent customs territory oh. as such. Local residents oh, are not subject that, to that. U.S. You just, it is not American Somalia. It is American Samoa. It's like the Girl Scout cookie. Okay, whatever. They are not subject to U.S. federal income tax. Well, they still join the military. I mean, think about how much U.S. citizens are taxed. They're probably looking at it kind of like, uh, yeah, we want to keep our money. Uh, no, that's, I mean, I can see why you might think that not, I mean, just if you're trying to play devil's advocate, but I have never met a Pacific Islander who has said that. I have never met anyone from one of our island territories who has expressed that. And I've got actually known quite a few because when I went to Job Corps, there are a lot of people from Palau and Guam and the Philippines and um, Samoa and and who who go to Job Corps, surprisingly. And they... They actually have a lot of angst against the United States because the United States is there and present and a part of their lives, but they're not given any of the the, the rights or responsibilities allowed in the job corps. But anyway, that's what I learned this week. And we have four minutes left. I hear a bird. Yeah, sorry. I just had to put somebody to bed. That's Pony Bird. Well, Pony Bird. This is Game One All. And you have listened to Pony Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. Before we completely forget about her. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, you know how Kimono gets when she doesn't get her uh, her few minutes in at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. I oh, have way, I, does anybody have any extra hanks of sugar berries that I could buy from them? I don't think so. I actually need to what start re restocking my hair because I have very little. The only hair I have is the one that fell out of my head and the dog, so I don't think you want that. No, probably not. (laughs) It's just I always seem to be out of the color I need. Like, I have four colors of red, but none of them are the right color. Hmm. 
think I think I'm going to do the on customs lately and just do them stupid. I think we're gonna have to use cherry pie, which is a totally different color red, but at least it'll match the strawberries. There you go. Ah, ginger ale, good stuff. Mm. All right, so um. You know, on the arena, we've had suggestions about doing a show on um, budgeting for your pony collection. Is that something that we're going to do, and if so, when? Well, I say we'll eventually get to it. Uh, you got to figure, I don't want to put too many that serious thought-provoking because we know my brain I can't stay on one track for very long. (laughs) Well, that's okay. We can help kind of guide you back. (laughs) Except for when we all do it. Well, when that happens, that's just, you know, something you got to deal with. So. Oh, 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 stretch. I was about to say something, I completely forgot what I was going to say. I'm zoning out now. I'm kind of scared. It's kind of like I took the last meds of the night and it just pushed whatever thought I had in my brain out. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, hey, Summer, what do you think our next show should be about? Hmm. Well, have we done the whole collecting versus hoarding kind kind of uh, topic yet? Did you guys do that already? The when does oh, collecting we, become a burden thing? Yeah, yep, we, did, we that. did that. But we didn't do the hoarding issue. Just uh, when people fall out of love with co- collecting. Ah. And how to avoid that. Um, uh, which will be at a topic we'll eventually cover. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, hoarding is such a so so much bigger of an issue that we really need to do uh, some some good research on it before we tackle yeah. it. Yeah. Because hoarding is an actual psychological issue, emotional issue. And you have to be very careful when talking about it because we might offend some listeners. Yeah, well, and, and 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 we don't want to be responsible for spreading misinformation or incorrect information that might perpetuate a stigma. Uh, yes, it's a lot of cause- 
small time radio host. <laughs> yes, which would cause you know people to take fakies and start flinging them at her as she's passing by booths at a fair, you know. Well, we don't want to you do know, that. I think I think we should do a show on fakey. Then a a re resurgence, a a a a newfound interest in fakies to the point where there's groups now like My Little Phony, <laughs> where people are showing off their collection of fakies and talking about, oh, I collect the Remcos, I collect lanyards, I collect tarot fakies you know, or Totsie or whatever, I think we should do a show on fakies versus genuine My Little Pony. I think we could do a series, how to tell the difference between a fakie and a genuine pony, um, what place does a fakie have in the world of My Little Pony, you know, are they are they really doomed to be the, you know, Inbred cousin of My Little Pony, or or are they a special type of pony in and of themselves that deserves a spotlight? There you go. You have now found our next topic once we have completed G3. Yeah, that would be a good idea. That might take a couple shows, though, because there are so many fakies. Well, you know, there's even, uh, there is like a website devoted to fakies, just like there's, you know, the My Little Pony websites to identifying, you know, G1, G2, G3. There is a website devoted to identifying your fakies. There we go. So I think I think that's, that's, that could be a fun direction because, um, you know, when you're a little kid and you get fakies for Christmas from some cheap... An ill-informed relative <laughs> with the best of intentions. A lot of times, like, from a kid's perspective, it's like, great, thanks for not even caring enough about me to shop outside of the dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 wait, 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 not just a dollar store. Thanks for shopping last minute at Walgreens <laughs> on your way or here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Dropping in you Here's a pony, kid. You know, and but I think if one gets, once one gets past the disappointment of it's not a genuine My Little Pony, I think if we really look at the different types of fakies, we can see that some of the fakies are actually really good fakies. Some of them are even in the same mold as real My Little Ponies. Yep. And there are some fakies that provided us with ponies that we always wanted to see in My Little Pony, but we never got. The baby circus ponies are very much like a baby merry-go-round pony. Yep. You know, uh, so as, as, as there's a whole possibility of topics. Oh, I'm getting excited. Well, there we go. That's our topic. Once we finish G3s, we will move right into fakies. Awesome. 
giving G4 plenty more time to maybe develop a little bit more. (laughs) One would hope. One would hope. Well, you know, G4, they promised a fifth season, but it, it seems like Netflix is less interested in having My Little Pony. You know, I've never seen them drag out the expiration this long. Like, they really want to drop it, but people keep whining. (laughs) So it'll be interesting to see perhaps the G4 craze is starting to lose steam. Perhaps five seasons may be the, the fifth season may be the final season of G4. Well, because what is happening? The people who are the bronies, who are the people who jumped on the bandwagon of, oh, this is the cool thing right now, are finding something else to latch on to as, oh, this is the cool thing now. Well, I think Equestria Girls is starting to pick up steam. I think people were against it at first. But then it out to be a decent couple of movies. So I think Equestria Girls is starting to pick up steam. And My Little Pony is starting to kind of fade into the background. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yes. It will be very interesting to see if one of these years the fair pony is not a fair pony. But a fair doll. Yes. Well, and and what I'm kind of wondering is once G4 ends, will there be a G5? And what will G5 be? You know, what direction are we going to see them go? That theory's been batted around the uh, the forums for quite some time. Because yep. a lot of people have wanted to speculate, you know, are they going to go more of a pony route, or are they going to try to go more of a doll route? Um, is it going to be something really weird that we've never seen before, or are they going to try to go back towards the G1 line? Because it seems they tried to do that with the G4s, at least a little bit in the show, anyhow. Uh, the, the toy design, the G4s are tiny. I mean, yeah. I guess that's all that really needs to be yeah. said. They're they're tiny. You know, somebody had made a post on one of the uh, forums saying that, oh, well, you know, the ponies that are out now in the G4 line are the same price as the G1 ponies are. It's so great that Hasbro didn't jack up their prices like all the other toy companies did. And I pointed out, have you seen how small the G4s are? That's why they haven't jacked up their price, because they just cut the product. It's a tiny well, little it's a quarter of the size of a G1. Well, it's not, it's not me first. the size. It's, I mean, 
even the material that they used, you know, they have barely any tail. Their mane appears to be thick, but if you look at how much hair is in a G1 pony, it's really not that much different. It's just put onto a tinier head. The head is a different plastic than the body, and therefore there's head and body mismatches all the time. They're prone to regrind brand new. The symbols are are almost never show accurate. You know, it, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of lack of quality. Yeah, I, I know that the G4 line in particular has had a lot of quality control issues. I mean, from what I've seen, more so than any other line. You know, people getting ponies new in package with, like you said, the the ring line, the ring, oh, I can't talk. Regrind. Regrind, that's it. (laughs) And, you know, even people having ponies with messed up symbols and dents and all kinds of things. The eyes are oftentimes like right. You open the package and you find out the eyes are wonky. I get that a lot, particularly with Applejack. Um, The very first G4 pony I got was Rarity, and she had regrind right out of the package. I ended up customizing her. Because at that point, there's nothing you can do. She had a head and body mismatch, which I tried to overlook. And then I opened the package, uh, and on the non-display side, leg and nose, there was regrind. The telltale pink regrind. Yeah, and see, you, you'd think that, like, you could at least they could at least make a product that would last a month or more. Yeah. But, you know, I'm finding brand new G fours in Goodwill stores and in other um thrift shops because kids will have them like maybe a week and they've already got issues. The hair's already fallen out. There's already something wrong with the plastic. I mean, if they just got a better handle on the quality control issues, it would be a good line. Because there have been good things about the G4 line, but it's just the things that are not that great are very hard to overlook. Did it hang up? No. No, I'm there. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) I never know with my phone. Yeah. (laughs) No, it just, the, the story is so engaging, but they put so little effort into the boxes, like how Pandora had no idea which pony she got. Um... 
It's because they, they don't even bother to put names. They assume you watch the show. The show lists, it has a good story. It's got good writing. It's got good animation and good voice talent. But when it comes to Joe's relationship to the toys, more than ever before, the G4 show is a giant infomercial for the toys because the toys can't sell themselves. Uh, but yet you have the bronies who did that G3 thing saying that's exactly what the G3 movies were. Well, well let's be honest. Any My Little Pony um, show or movie is essentially just to sell the toy. But yeah. then again, any show that's related to any Hasbro toy is essentially just to sell the toy. Yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Joe shows and the movies. Yeah, even Transformers is that way. You know, they got a new Bumblebee, so they got a new Bumblebee toy. Well, they got a new Bumblebee toy, so they got a new Bumblebee character. Instead of being a Volkswagen, he's a Camaro. You know, it just, it's, it's not unheard of in people. What what people fail to understand is like the box art has re- and the story on the box has really vanished from modern merchandise. Um, if you look at the, we were talking about this on a on a previous show, but the G one boxes had an actual story about the character on the back of the box, as well as like hand-drawn watercolor art of the ponies. And some of the box art wasn't just a watercolor of the pony that's the way it looks in its mold. Like, if you looked at the... the Hey, guys. Have you guys realized that we started talking ponies after Tony's After Dark? Yeah. We're crazy. So maybe we should hold this discussion discussion for next week. (laughs) Okay, next week we will go off on the rant about box box art and and the importance thereof. I think this is the third time you've brought that up, though. (laughs) It bothers me. It really bothers me. I have, you have to understand, this whole show, I have had Princess Gold Lily with Pinkie Pie staring at me, mint in box. And I know nothing about Princess Gold Lily other than the fact that her wings don't match her body and she likes party. I know nothing about her. She's called Princess Gold Lily, and yet she does not have a flower for a cutie mark. She has two hearts. Her symbol is 100% blue, teal blue. It's two hearts in a teal circle inside a bigger teal circle inside what looks like a cog wheel. It's not gold. She's yellow, but her wings are pink. Their symbol is not gold. There's no lily, not even on her crown. And all it says is 
says about her is that they both love celebration. Seriously. Like, she, she should be a steampunk pony, and, and it shouldn't be teal. It should be gold. And her hair should be, I don't know, flaming red or or that gold color that Butter, Jill and Butterscotch's hair was. Oh, that would be like pretty. She, she should be yeah. gold. Not she. She's a yellow pony with pink wings. She's a yellow winged unicorn with pink wings. But these are rants that are better saved for when we are talking about G four. But she doesn't match. Oh, I'm sure the rant will come up again. <laughs> it bothers me too, but you know, at the same time, at least we got a new character. That's it's true. Except she has no character. And her counterpart, the Princess Sterling, or whatever her name is, she's got, like, a rain cloud symbol. Okay. I don't know. This is more rants for when we're in G4. Oh, we're never going to get to G4, so I'm ranting now. We will get to G4. We're going to have to cover it at some point. You don't need that. You never like G4. Uh, <laughs> my best drama uh, queen, uh, queen rarity voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's my favorite rarity episode is when she gets captured by the diamond dogs. (laughs) (laughs) You called me a mule. An ugly old mule. No, no. I did not say Yes, yes, yes. You never liked me. Really, Pinkie Pie and Rarity are, 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 Pinkie Pie, Rarity, and Luna are the reasons I continue to watch the show. They're what keep it together for me. <laughs> well, you know, they they don't they don't come out with the Luna here. I want the Luna Build-A-Bear. Well, anyway, I should get off the phone, I'm sure. Um, I'm I'm sure the baby's probably going insane in the back room. Probably. And we have been in Ponies After Dark for like 25 minutes now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I hope you get your third package soon. And we will come back tomorrow, or not tomorrow. I'm tired. Next week. We will come back next Monday 
And hopefully we will finally finish the G3 merchandise, because to be quite honest, I'm not a big merchandise fan. Yes, but it is part of the part of the line. I know. Everybody has that one part of My Little Pony that they just really aren't interested in, and for me, it's the merchandise. <laughs> There's bits and pieces of the merchandise that I like, but for the most part, I'm not a merchandise person. You know, give me a My Little Pony journal, a My Little Pony lunchbox, I'm good with that. The cake toppers, love those. But, you know, the... The, the weird Japanese keychains, I could I could leave those. <laughs> All right, Pony Night Nights, everyone. Pony right. Night. Is that it? Are we done? (sighs) Well, till next week, happy pony hunting. Good night.